Welcome to Infinity Nerd. I'm your host, John Haycock, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike Smith. How's it going? And today we are going to talk about the new episode of Loki, uh, titled The Variant. Uh, so we're going to start off non-spoilers, um, you know, for those who haven't watched it yet. I suggest you go watch it after you see the non-spoiler part before you finish the rest of this podcast. Um, what are your thoughts, Mike? I liked that it, because obviously we're talking about spoilers from episode one to two, but we're not in two spoilers yet, but episode one spoilers are fine. Um, I like that we saw how in the first episode, so this episode for me, I was like, why is Loki, Loki acts different, I will just say that, mm. than what you would expect. And for a minute, okay, a little bit longer than a minute, like it kind of bothered me while I was watching the episode. I was like, okay, what is going on? But then I thought back to the first episode and it made me realize this guy thought he was burdened with glorious purpose and then saw his whole life flash in front of his eyes, essentially, right? Yeah. And saw that his life amounted to basically nothing. I mean, the biggest contribution he had on or impact he had was assembling the Avengers. Which was it, supposed to happen. Which was supposed to happen. I That's mean, we like discussed his... it previously that he was just a stepping stone. Exactly. Like, he didn't really matter. And I think that really humbled him in a way and took him down a step um without giving too much away he does act a bit different at first i'm like is this supposed to be i mean i know it's supposed to be loki number two not loki number one as we've come to know right but at the same time like when you watch because i just rewatched avengers recently and i'm like he's so evil and devious in that one yeah first avengers and then we see him in the second episode of this i'm like that's not the same character and this is supposed to be almost night and day i mean they didn't give a time frame of how much time has passed Right. Which is another reason he could be a little bit different, um, but I mean, they also they also talked about in the first episode that time is different in the TVA. That's true. That's true. And like I said, I almost think it exists outside of time somehow, which is so, why I think magic can't work there because of the fact it would take time to conjure something. Right. Um, That's my thoughts. So on that topic, actually, this is still spoiler free. Um, I came across a post on Instagram the other day. And uh, I believe I sent it to you, but it was that question if the TVA was in the quantum realm. I don't know if you sent that to me. If you did, I don't remember seeing it. Um, I would say no. That's a great theory. I don't know anything about the TVA from the comics, personally. Just yeah. like a disclaimer, I don't know anything about it. Right. That's a great theory because it would explain exactly kind of how it exists differently as far as time moves. I just think it's a space outside of time and space a, a place outside of time and space where they operate and um, so it's essentially just in that little space so there's time space and it's just right in between yeah but not touching either side like in right. operation it's just right there it's right there it's not touching the edges making everything mm -hmm. get affected by it but then they jump out to touch the edges to fix things speaking of operation um <laughs> saving you know time itself uh i i'm looking forward to finding out more about the tva um over time because i feel like because i remember i actually read recently that kevin feige who we all know is the head of marvel mm -hmm. um you know the genius that he is and he said something along the lines that loki's gonna have the biggest impact of the show so far that's gonna actually like last yeah. so I have theories on that, and my theory is that, and I this hasn't happened as far as I know yet, 
Um, but so this is not a spoiler. I think what's going to end up happening, you know how in, I, I think eventually a time is going to get too far into the danger zone where it branches off and it's too late. Oh, and hits that red line. Yes. I yeah. think that's going to happen. And then what's going to happen is it's going to create at least another timeline, but maybe even more depending on how crazy Loki gets. So we'll see. But I think, um, for me, this episode was more of a, this is just how things are now with Loki. Cause again, I was expecting Loki from Avengers, not a good version of Loki or any kind of thing like that, or a different version of Loki. Right. Because I still wouldn't call him good, but um, I mean, he's different. done some questionable things for sure, and yeah. I mean, uh, even the stuff that he was shown, he didn't do. So technically, really, the only bad thing he's ever done was invading New York. I and he, he almost took over Asgard. Right, but he never did. So yeah. that's another question. Um, yeah, what's up? What do you think happened since now Loki escaped, and that all those events that happened in uh, the Dark World? where you know thor's mom dies and he gets put into custody and stuff like that i mean did his mom really die now like that is a fantastic question is she um, now alive is odin still alive like because if that moment, didn't happen i don't think if rack well because actually it's no i don't think she is alive because well, it's 2012 but yeah ragnarok still happened which means that all the other stuff had to have happened yeah so, but if you look at it like from um, Endgame when they said, oh, well, if you just put the stones right back where you found them at the exact time, it won't affect anything. That would imply that they put Loki back where he was. So maybe they went back in and they reset the timeline using one of their charge things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that way he didn't escape. But then it, that's the thing that sucks about when you have any kind of time traveling show the more you think about it, the more insane it drives you because you realize it's so implausible. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I love time travel shows. I just do. Um, it doesn't really matter which one it is. Back to the Future, it doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. just fun to see all these different combinations of, of situations. But again, the more you think about, about it, you just have to give yourself a moment and say, I know this can't be as plausible as they're making it seem. It's uh, there's a certain word I'm looking for. The benefit, not the benefit of the doubt, but there's a certain word I'm looking for that basically just you have to stop believing for a second. Just say, you know what, I'll let it slide. You know what I mean? Like you know, just, just keep let it happen. Open mind. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise you're just gonna kick yourself the whole show. You just gotta be along for the ride. Let's go to spoiler territory now, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Cool. So <clears throat> uh, it opens up uh, at that Renaissance fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Oshkosh. I just remember it saying um, Wisconsin, but I believe you. Uh, they go back in time to the eighties, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and of course the TVA shows up looking for the variant. They get, you know, that aura on their little device, so they track it to Wisconsin. Um, and then the best part of that whole scene is when I need a hero starts playing. Yes. Yes. And the then, music has been actually pretty good for this yeah. so far. I will say that. It, it was not expected. It wasn't it's, like uh, Guardians where you expect a good soundtrack like right. that. No, this is this is a nice surprise where they've been putting in good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, and then she mind controls that TVA commander and she starts killing all her 
other guys with her? Yes, Hunter C20, I believe. Okay, yeah, I didn't know what her name was. Anyway, so uh, that scene ends. Uh, the commander, C20, uh, ends mm -hmm. up passing out, and she, you know, uh, the variant takes her way through the portal. And then that ends the scene, and then uh, the other, uh, the next scene pops up with Loki with his feet at a desk. And yes. Miss, what was her name? Miss Minutes. Minutes, yep. She's yeah. voiced by uh, Tara Strong, I want to say her name is, who's a very famous voice actor. But yeah, she's like questioning him and stuff like that. But I took down some notes about one of the questions that she asked because I thought it was super uh, important to understand how this works because of uh, what could happen. So uh, she asked a question that goes, what happens when the Nexus event branches past the red line? So, like you, what you were talking about, how you want to see something hit that red line. I do. And, you know, he's being a smart ass and stuff like that. She's like, come on, Loki, what's the what's the real answer? And he goes, it's when the TVA can no longer reset a Nexus event, which would lead to the destruction of the timeline and collapse reality. So, I wonder if, you know, eventually something like that might happen. It's possible. Uh, which would be cool to see, to see how they bring everything back together. I mean, I know it might play into Doctor Strange, but... It supposedly is, but I don't think Loki himself is in Doctor Strange, so I'm thinking the effects of whatever happens in Loki affects Doctor Strange, whereas with WandaVision, Wanda herself is in it. I and wonder, also like Spider-Man, too. Yeah, I wonder about that because Spider-Man actually releases this year, and Doctor Strange doesn't come out for... What, next year or two years may i think it's next may next May. Uh, my thought is like let's say so it's the multiverse of madness mm -hmm. if the time variants know of the multiverse and that people can potentially hop over which i would imagine i think they even mentioned it in doctor strange which came out five years ago where something about a multiverse and if they could travel through multiverses back then how does the time variant protect against that or did they just care about the timeline? I'm not sure. I think they would just care about the timeline. Well, what I'm trying to think is, like, so we're, we're saying that Loki's all time-focused pretty much, right? Right, yeah. Spider-Man, we won't say WandaVision because that didn't really mess with time or multiverse-related things. She just happens to be in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, but Spider-Man is heavily rumored to have multiverse properties, right? Right. And then so is, I mean, yeah. Doctor Strange's title is multiverse. So if this is supposed to tie in, and even if the lines go red, it doesn't create a multiverse. It'll create an alternate timeline, but I wouldn't call it quite a multiverse the same way that we've seen. I don't like, think it would be an alternate timeline because there's only one timeline. Unless it goes past the red line. Do you Some. think it's going to be, well, I'm just trying to figure out like, where does Loki and Doctor Strange connect? If this is multiverse over here, and this is the timeline over here. What could happen in the timeline area that's going to create a multiverse or expand or touch on? Like, how is it going to impact Doctor Strange? That's my thoughts, is how to connect them. I mean, obviously we don't know yet, but I'm just saying, that's the thing that keeps going through my brain, is that Loki's supposed to be impactful. We know it's supposed to be part of this multiverse thing. But yet, it seems like it's so heavily focused on just time. And maybe it's because it's still early in the season. I don't know. So, again... Um, when it hits that red line, though, that's just to the point where they can't reset it. 
Right. So if so, they do that, then they have two branches now. I don't. You know what I mean? Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Mobius, I think, says something about uh, that. It just gets worse and worse, and basically just destroys itself. Basically, I would <sighs> keep in mind that everything we're being told by Mobius. Especially since he's, um, you know, works for the TVA, it might be one-sided. It might not be how actually things are. It might be either how he was trained or told to respond. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe he's wrong. That's another option. I mean, if it hasn't happened before, to our knowledge, it doesn't sound like it has, right? I could be wrong. I don't think so. Because they've been so good and diligent about it, then what is? What would happen if that happened? He would have no idea. If it never happened before, they have no way to know. That's why I'm saying time travel oh, yeah. so like <laughs> the more you think of it, you're more like, but this can't happen if this happens. Like the whole is free go live thing. It's I wonder like, if they've gotten like close, but nothing has ever happened. Yeah. And it actually got close when they were in the tent. And then when I realized what was actually happening yeah. with the red line, I was like, he let him get that close? Like, that's a bit much. Like I get he kind of believes in Loki, but I was just like, you, I'd be like five seconds max. Like, we have five seconds or units, I think they called it, mm -hmm. um, before we do anything like that, before we just cut it off. But, yeah, I don't know. But it was really cool in that fight scene to see, um, you know, obviously the variant, mind control, Hunter C-20. Yeah. And see kind of, the, it's a whole different power than what we've seen at first. So when my wife and I were watching it, she said, is this, I thought you had to have the mind stone to do this. And I said, this isn't the same Loki. They even had said, I believe it was in the first episode of this one, that there's a lot of different variants out there with different looks, different personalities, and different mm -hmm. abilities and powers. Like, I'm kind of paraphrasing here. I'm not quoting. Right. But that's okay for having a different power, and it makes it more interesting because if they had literally the exact same powers, it just isn't as fun to watch. Yeah. <clears throat> but it wouldn't be from a different timeline, though, correct? It's a, it's a different dimension. We don't know that. Uh, that could be where the multiverse comes in, actually, is maybe she's from another Earth. I don't think they specified that it was from different timelines, because technically there's one timeline. Yeah. Right? So she'd have to be from the multiverse, and maybe that's how it, it breaks loose. Is it from Loki's actions? I mean, maybe Loki's actions are part of it, but the variant's actions in coming from another universe. Mm -hmm. So the multiverse already exists. It's established as of as early as Doctor Strange that there is a multiverse. I want to say Ancient One says something about a multiverse, which I don't think she would say if there wasn't already one. We already know there's one because of the comics, and then we see... And then the they even talk about it in Endgame. And Spider-Man. And um, Spider-Man. Far from home. Um, mm. Because he's from the multiverse. Mysterio is, but he yeah. obviously wasn't. Um, although, one side note, I do like that he said he came from Earth. I think it was 616, which is what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is number is or something because they have different earth numbers oh really yeah interesting i do want to bring this up while you're kind of looking over your notes is yeah. also loki i think another reason why he's acting so different is because he's so motivated now knowing he has no place in the timeline that he just wants to get a meeting with the timekeepers if he cooperates with them take down the variant to see if he can make himself exist he's in it for his own self-preservation at the end of the day as it's far as either for that or so he can rule over time that too, that too. But either way, it's self-preservation because as soon as, he knows as soon as he catches him, either he's I mean, he gone. He wants a purpose. Yeah, 
Well, he doesn't. I don't, I don't even know if it's so much a purpose. He wants a life. He wants to live, in general. I don't think he's like, oh, I need a mission. I need to live. But and doesn't he always say happen, he has a glorious purpose? This was before he found everything out. I don't think he sees himself as someone who's burdened with glorious purpose anymore. I think he sees himself as, I'm on a time limit. But basically, he needs to preserve his life mm. because as soon as he helps catch the variant, what are they going to do with him? Delete him, do whatever. Either delete him or just reset him back into his time. Right, and he doesn't want that because he knows his life is nothing. His life is meaningless, essentially. Right. Well, I wonder if that's why they, uh, uh, what their other option was going to be, no matter what. I feel like they would have just reset him, and then put him back to where he was supposed to be, with no memory of the TBA, uh, and then continuing his purpose. But since Mobius needed him, right, catch this other variant, they kept him. So. Right, and I think I, I think you're you're right on that. But I think his intentions right now are: how can I preserve my life to mm-hmm. not be my glorious purpose? That was basically right. an epic failure overall, if you think about it. Um, and then, and that could come from either ruling the TVA or making a deal with the TVA or the the timekeepers, I should say. Right. Whether he rules time, I mean, how does one really rule time? He's not focused enough to rule time no. he would do what he wanted to do so i don't know if that's really what his goal is i mean to overthrow him maybe sure so he can kind of escape into time over and over again kind of like zoom who was trying to evade the time rates because he wasn't supposed to be there or something someone was like that in flash i don't remember i think it's i think it was zoom yeah they weren't supposed to be there anymore in the timeline so they kept tr- jumping around trying to avoid them um, mm-hmm. it could be something like that that he was planning is how can i dodge this for as long as i can so uh, they all go back to uh, 1985, which is where the variant was uh, at the beginning of the episode. Um, so Loki, Mos- uh, Mobius, uh, B-15, and a few other soldiers go back in time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and then they end up where all the bodies are at. But of course, uh, you said C-20 was her name? Hunter C-20 is what it says. Um. She wasn't there, but everybody else was dead. So they reset everything. Um, one thing I did notice, though, uh, just talking about the different types of Lokis, I did write down a few of them that they showed. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's another version that's a Frost Giant version. If he had stayed with the Frost Giants, if uh, Odin didn't take him. But he wasn't like a giant. He was normal Loki, but he was just blue. That's really cool. I did not notice that. Yeah. Uh, and then they had what I've heard around the internet is Tour de France Loki because he has spandex on and he's holding a trophy. See, that'd be cool if they could just kind of flash into those little like moments into yeah. like each of those like universes or whatever. We could actually see him act it out just for a moment instead yeah, of just standing so there. Great. It would be because he's a fantastic actor. So Loki asks him and goes, why can't we just go back to the point where the variant was at and stop the variant there? And he says, because the Nexus events uh, stabilizes the time flow. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I'm not either. Aren't Nexus events when they start branching off? I think a Nexus event is where it can branch off. So it's like a threat. And then they go there to make sure it doesn't hit the red line. 
Um, and so if you go back, it just increases the chances of it exponentially. Right. Um, and then he says, you need to show up in real time with branches that are still growing and changing because you can't go back uh, before they show up because of that. Which makes sense. Yeah. So they basically have to go to, a, I guess, another... Maybe there's multiple timelines in that one timeline. Well, I think, like you said, it starts to branch itself off. And right, but he says uh, you need to show up in real time with branches that are still growing and changing. So maybe there's multiple timelines in that one timeline that you see in like Endgame. Uh, maybe there's multiple scenarios in that one timeline. So you have to go to one of those that's still continuing on. Right, well, still continue on that trend before it gets reset, essentially. Right. So, I thought it was interesting. No, that is really interesting. In the beginning, you know, Loki plays and stalls Mobius and everybody. Which I thought that was cool, considering uh, Mobius caught his little plan. You know, actually, at first, I thought maybe Loki was being sincere, and See, I thought Mobius the same thing. was just calling him out because he thought that's what he was doing, but turns out that was the case the whole time. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So, just before he gets to the library, Mobius goes and talks to I can't I don't know what her name is, the main director lady. Uh, Ravona Rensler. Yes. I think it's Ravana. Ravana. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, but yeah, so the main director lady, <clears throat> they have a meeting in her office and, uh, she said that Mobius is not the only TVA analyst working for her. Which is kind of mysterious because they kept kind of alluding, like, are we going to see this person? Who is this yeah. person? And, and a, yeah. a theory that I saw online was that it could possibly be Captain America. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, the timekeepers allowed Cap to go back in time, replace the stones, or put the stones back. That's because that's what the timekeepers planned on them doing to begin with. But they let him stay and go back in time and stay with Peggy until he got old. So maybe they made some sort of deal being like, look, I'll return these things um, and... Maybe I can do some work for you or something if you allow me to go back with the girl that I want to be with. I would say no. Um, I just because I don't see Chris Evans wanting to do this for another ten years. You can't. Well, I don't. I don't put think away cap in the. Maybe yeah, they'll the, mention it. Yeah, but that's such a cop out. You cannot. You can't say like, oh, hey, by the way, Tony Stark happens to work for us, and then not show Tony Stark. Like everyone wants to see that individual. And the fact they just got done with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And passing the mantle officially on to Sam. That would be such a... I mean, some people are like, well, he doesn't have to be Captain America. He could just be old Steve. It's like, no one wants to see old Steve. We want to see young Steve. You know what I mean? <laughs> old Steve is like. old news. <laughs> Ageism. Right? Um, a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, so for me, I'm just like, I don't... I do think it's someone that we're going to meet. What would be cool is if we found out it's actually the time variant themselves. Because remember, they kept concealing their own identity. Or maybe that's not how she normally looks. Or maybe when she's working for them, she looks like something else. Maybe it's a different Loki. Um, but she doesn't want to admit it because she keeps talking about how bad Loki is to Mobius. Possibly. So and maybe that's why she's, 
Yeah, maybe. That could be why she's so against Loki to begin with. Yeah. I mean, it's very easily explained to say, well, you know, why are you dealing with a variant when you sh should be just resetting them or whatever. Uh, but if there's something a little bit deeper to it, I think that'd be very intriguing, especially since it's someone... They didn't, they weren't very clear, like, a name even. They didn't say name, just that there was another. It was right. like Yoda saying, no, there is another. You're like, well, who's the other? You right. gotta know. And so I think it's something we'll find out in the future episodes. I'm sure we will. Um, and then he signs something with a pen, um, and he looks at the pen and it says, Franklin D. Roosevelt High School. Wait, isn't that... What does that have to do with the analyst? Is that Peter Parker's high school? I don't think so. Okay, so this is what it's saying. Does FDR exist in the MCU? America's longest-serving president got a bizarre Marvel shout-out in Loki Episode 2 after Morbius was handed a pen from Franklin D. Roosevelt High School during a meeting with his TVA boss, Ravonna, Ravonna however you say it, uh, Renslayer. It was blinking you miss it moment with some strange implications but this could be more than just a fun easter egg here's what franklin d roosevelt high school means for the marvel cinematic universe uh it says like many other presidents fdr has been an active figure in marvel universe in the comics he personally gave captain america an upgraded shield well there's your captain right. america reference there his involvement with the marvel movies is a little more tenuous but it was seemingly confirmed in agents of shield which is technically an mcu series and seems to be it's seeing a resurgence of importance thanks to loki um, in season seven, episode one of Agents of Shield, so potential spoilers. Uh, episode The New Deal tells a story about Franklin Delano Roosevelt, set shortly before he becomes president. At the time, he's still just governor of New York, but his agent Phil Coulson explains he's about to have a major impact on the MCU. He's elected president next year, and then a few later, he forms the SSR. He explained the SSR eventually becomes Shield, so maybe that's right. where that's coming from, which makes you wonder if that's from. Well, no, because the high school would be way after he was alive. Mm -hmm. uh, so let me see if I can kind of scroll down and see if it says anything about. I wonder Franklin if it's D. just Roosevelt. like a oh, sorry, nod yeah. to the comics because he's basically one of the main essential players of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, from the 1940s in the Cap series. But here's the thing. They don't do anything by chance. They don't do anything yeah. random. The fact they put it there is because there's a reason behind it. Now, according to this, it says that there is no reference to it in the Marvel comics as far as whoever wrote the article knew. Um, so I don't think it's related to that, but maybe it's upcoming to something else. Uh, like for example, if they're going to do um, a high school version of Fantastic Four, maybe they went to Franklin D. Roosevelt, which I really hope they don't. They tried that, and it did not work. It was a terrible film. Um, the last Fantastic Four movie. Oh, yeah. Was not very good. No, it was, um, it was bad. The yeah. only good thing about that movie was Kate Mara. She's all right. Um, <laughs> I just didn't like that they went with the younger cast in general. Yeah, but sure. back to back to this, they wouldn't show it if there wasn't a reason. So all we know about this mystery person is that they went to a high school. Mm -hmm. Whether they worked there, they could be a principal at a high school. Um, but I don't know how else i mean that's just a, such an obscure thing to put but very specific at the same time they've got to be planning something yeah it might be something we'll see in the future episodes like i said it could be a, a hint like when we look back we'll be like oh wow this is this makes perfect sense yeah but as of right now i'm at a loss i've got nothing okay well, so 
to be continued on that. that yeah, point. if anybody has any theories of what that could mean, or if anybody has the inside scoop for Marvel, <clears throat> Kevin Feige, if you're listening. Yeah. I, this mean, is you know. a, I mean, he's got nothing else going on. We know. <laughs> um, but I did like, uh, kind of going back into the part of the episode, where he, Loki asked Mo- Mobius how time is supposed to end. Learning that basically they're unraveling the future from infinite branches. Uh, while the TV protects what came before. So it's almost like they're mm-hmm. writing it as they go. So like, oh, hey, how do we resolve this Thanos thing? Oh, well, luckily we, we let Loki do the Avengers earlier. We'll do that. But he he does he does say something along the lines of, but when everything is done, when the timekeepers say, this is it, everybody is going to be basically in heaven. That's that's the essential from what I got from the episode is that everybody meets in this grand place. There's no time, nothing. Everything is infinite, and you're just there, and that's it. Then time is done. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's too simple. It is too simple. That doesn't sound like Marvel. No, and I mean, obviously, I think this is on paper what the timekeepers want, but it doesn't mean that's what's necessarily going to happen. Right. Do you think we'll actually see the timekeepers in this season? Knowing how much there is to build up towards Spider-Man and uh, Multiverse of Madness... I mean, there's got to be a lot, especially if Loki does play a lot into that, we're going to have to see a lot more of what he does, especially with the TVA, because then you'll finally understand how we got to the point of the multi, uh, the multiverse. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how they do that. Um, I did think it was a great thing when um, Mobius was thinking about the gum or the candy that he'd gotten from the kid mm-hmm. it, back in the 16th century. And how they determined that, hey, this particular, this was almost like a breadcrumb or a clue that, you know, this is going to be something that happens that they need to find the variant within that timeline of, you know, it looks like it was being sold between 2047 and 2051. So a four-year span. So then we end up mm -hmm. getting to that scene in the library where they're looking for that specific Right. Well, then Loki's like, well, I would hide in because he saw Ragnarok, mm-hmm. um, which it, it has a, a spot that mentions Revengers, which I thought was a nice little Easter egg. Yeah. In there. Um, but it mentions Ragnarok. And he at first I thought he was just thinking of like all the people he lost. And there was that brief moment. It said like 900 and something people had died. And then he's like, wait a minute. Actually, if I was going to do anything like this, if it was me and it technically is, I would be hiding inside these apocalypse uh, apocalypse events. Yeah, because no matter what you do, that is like everybody's supposed to die. Everything is supposed to get destroyed. Yeah, and then they no decided to what. test it. Um, and as soon as they went to the town where it was going to be um, Mount Vesuvius and Pompeii. Yeah, um, and I don't mean to go back, but there was uh, the the part where he figures it out and he goes and talks to Mobius in the lunchroom and he steals this salad trying oh, to yes. describe everything the best part of that whole thing and i feel like he's got a little bit uh of a bone to pick with the hulk right he mentions he's the like hulk. Yeah. he's like pushing the hulk off of rainbow bridge well you gotta remember for him the events of uh new york are still fresh in his mind this is right him in ragnarok where they teamed up technically this is him yeah. versus the hulk he's never teamed up with the hulk and all he mm-hmm. wants is a bit of vengeance, I think. Yeah. 
So I thought that was just kind of a funny thing. My thought was, though, if these guys were created supposedly by um, the TVA, they wouldn't need to eat because they're not real people, especially if there's no time. That time doesn't work the same way because that's why we eat, right? Right. Because we need to digest it, and then time happens. We digest it all the way out, and then we have to eat again to get more energy. So why was he eating in the first place? Bum, bum, bum. Interesting. I, I know. It, it was just—it was just a little thing that that uh, uh, peaked in my head while I was watching it. But well, I mean, if everybody is created scene. in the TVA, um, I wonder if they created them like after humans. But why waste the energy and resources to create fake food and give them time to eat food or fake time to eat food? It felt like he was just there to serve the purpose that he could do the salt and pepper thing and ruin his lunch. Hmm. Like it was more for the humorous effect rather than the plausible effect again when you do right. time travel anything like that it just gets crazy but <laughs> yeah everything is weird time travels bullshit basically anything oh, yeah. time travels bullshit terminator bullshit back to the future bullshit it wouldn't work that way but it's fun and you just have to suspend belief mm -hmm. and that was... have an open mind about everything yeah i mean that's the whole fun about ride. being a geek you know you have mm -hmm. an open mind you get to fantasize what goes on what could possibly happen like that's the whole right. point of this podcast man like yeah. we thrive on stuff like this so i I, mean, know, I like how we're like i'm saying does he really need to be eating a salad but i'm not saying but is a really timekeepers that has determined the fate of every living being yeah that's that's plausible <laughs> but not not a salad okay somebody find us an answer we're confused over here um but yeah so that it was a really funny scene though um because he totally ruined a salad that'd be yeah, way seriously. too much seasoning and he like goes over to the other table and it's uh casey Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Or something like that. And he has, like, a little interaction. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, of course, kills it. Uh, even though this so is a newer good. version of Loki than what we're used to at all. Like, this yeah, is a definitely. very different version. Um, I think he is slightly humbled and everything. Mm -hmm. But I do really like that he was the one to be like, oh, this is what I would do. This must be what happened. And that's how it should. I mean, that's how, like, well-written it was to yeah. make that happen. So that's my two cents. That's a good two cents. But I, yeah, I, so uh, they I go to Pompeii. To um, Pompeii. Uh, and it was, it's funny how they're like sent behind the wall and he's like, just, you know, make a sound of a bird. It's like, what? Right. It's like, just act like a bird. And so, of course, he runs out there being Loki and making this huge thing. That says, oh, you're all going to die. And then all of a sudden the volcano erupts. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was a, a perfect point. And then, of course, you know, Mobius sees that, hey, there was some of that aura, energy, residual, whatever they call it, mm -hmm. um, special energy that shows that he was right. That nothing happens. Right, that nothing will change. It'll be the yeah. exact same. And so that it just leaves uh, credibility to Loki's theory of what he would do, right. which is hiding among different apocalyptic events. And that's where I think they find out about the Rocks Cart uh, Superstore. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play it in the future seasons, because Loki has been confirmed to have multiple seasons. If this is going to end on, say, a cliffhanger, which I don't see happening as much, uh, due it to might. it supposed to be tying in with Doctor Strange. But maybe at the very end, but maybe he meets the timekeepers at the end of the season, having completed the task with whatever the variant in some fashion or another, and he then before like the doors open or whatever is going to be and before we actually see their faces 
end season, which gives them enough time to kind of s- decide how they want them to look. I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. statues and cartoon pi- pictures of it in the MCU. But that would be a cool way to end the season would be for them to have him complete his goal. Because he's on a journey. And also, I want to see how Loki gets back to the main Marvel Universe. Because if he doesn't come back to the main universe, it's all kind of moot. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we want to see these characters go off on separate journeys and then come together in dramatic fashions. Yeah, but then they go to the Roxcart Superstore where there's a big hurricane, I think it is. It's gonna yeah, take it's gonna be another. It's another apocalypse that's gonna happen. They figured out that's where the variant's gonna be, um, so that's where they track her down. But yeah, there's a big storm going on. Um, Alabama, I think, is what it said. What I what I think is really funny about that scene is when they walk through the portal or they walk through the door, and Everybody's all soaking wet, and Loki uses magic to dry his clothes off. <laughs> She's like, what was that? And he's like, I just used magic to dry my clothes off. Right. He's like, I don't want to be uh, squeaking around in my boots like you guys. Yeah, no, he's got he's got some great one-liners in the, great. in the series so far. I mean, and that's, I think his persona of Loki really came to fruition in the Avengers with Joss Definitely. Whedon's writing. And then they've just tried to continue that trend since because I don't feel like he was the same. He didn't have the same kind of one-liners that were great in Thor. But everything mm-hmm. since then, ever since Avengers, he's great. Um, I like that when they went there that he ends up um, – there was a man standing there, I believe it was, right? At a count – like a aisle. Yeah. And he was – Oh, and the guy's looking for like a plant. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden – like the touch thing happens and the person's enchanted and they're just like talking to him. He's like, Oh, this is me, I presume, or something like that. Yeah, like really like the guy touches B15's arm and uh kind of transfers that mind control over to her. Which I think is kind of a cool part of her power. Is that she can just continuously transfer it from person to person. I think it was really cool because, yeah, it shows that she can only control one person at a time. So it sets a rule, which is very important to me in any kind of um, storytelling, like, yeah, any type or... of sandbox, like Star Wars. There's things the Force can do. There's things the Force can't. Sometimes they'll introduce new power. That's fine. But if they broke said power, it'd be different. And yeah, so by setting the, the clear rules that, hey, the variant can only control one person at a time. I like that because also it means that it's not as strong of an ability as yeah i like i like when they come up with different abilities and they come up basically with a flaw for that ability which i think every superhero needs not one person can be super indestructible and not be able to die in some way like even superman specifically yes he's indestructible by pretty much anything from anywhere except kryptonite so, of yeah. course, he's got that weakness, which I think is cool. But, I mean, I think every power is like that. Even the movie Jumper, where they can teleport. Mm-hmm. But they have to have that image clearly in their mind. Otherwise, they get stuck between a wall or something. Yeah, see, I hate it when there's, like, um, I'm going to bring up something terrible. I've only seen this movie once, guys. Okay, don't make fun of me. Twilight. Like, it just felt like they just had unlimited powers. It was like, he's climbing up the, the tree like a monkey. And then he's... They can't play baseball because they're too strong. Are you serious? Yeah, no they, they can't. They can't do fifty percent. Nothing. 
They have no control over their strength. No control over their strength. I'm too strong. I open a door handle, the door comes off. You know, it's like, it's ridiculous. But with something like this, where they're creating these rules and they're following these rules, that's very important to me in storytelling in general as a storyteller. Yeah, definitely. So when I see shows like Twilight, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. We can't go out because we're too shiny. Because we're hot. Get some some sunblock. (laughs) Anyway, we're getting off. Sorry. Use some sunblock. Maybe use some like toner or something. Something. <laughs> Just put Just a mud. A, put a get mud. a spray tan or something. Yeah. Wear <laughs> wear a mask. Then come out on Halloween. That's it. Oh, this is just makeup. Um. Yeah. Um. So they eventually, uh, after that whole scene, you know, Loki meets the variant via mind control, um, and then she takes over another worker mm-hmm. um and then b15 falls to the ground obviously passes out and then they start talking they continue to talk um but then it goes to another scene where uh, mobius and everybody finds c20 or i guess before before that happens they find c20 and she's mumbling um what she's repeating it's real other than that, she revealed the, the top secret location of the Timekeepers to Right. But what is she her. referring to, though, meaning it's real? Is like... Uh, yeah, so we find a catatonic C20, and basically she realizes and reveals that she gave surrendered up the, the information, yeah, the location of the Timekeepers to yeah. the variant. And then Loki then comes face-to-face with them, um, who reveals herself as like a female Loki. Yeah, she reveals herself through another person. Um, right. And then, um, right. So then we see her as a female Loki. The timer expires and her reset charges are sent scattered across the timeline, causing a wide array of branching timelines, which might be something that isn't resolved even by the end of the season. And maybe that's mm-hmm. how the multiverse part is affiliated or associated with uh, multiverse of madness. Um, and the TBA is startled by the mass occurrences of the Nexus events, forcing all units into action. And then my favorite scene of this whole show, because again, this whole episode, I was pretty much like, he doesn't seem like Loki. He doesn't seem like Loki. And I was kind of like, well, I know why, but just didn't feel like Loki. And then she opens up a time door and mm-hmm. everyone's like trying to give chase of Mobius and everyone's saying, hey, don't go in there. Don't go in there. And then he jumps through. Right. And then they end it, which is perfect because it's like, did he do it because he's trying to chase her? Or did he do it because he's trying to team up with her? Or maybe they're make like, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's making Mobius and the other TVA agents think, oh, maybe he betrayed us. But maybe, you know, maybe that's what we want to think. Instead, he does the opposite. He tries to capture her or goes right. behind her back, maybe teaming up or something and then eventually going behind her back. I don't know. Right. Or tries to gain her trust. Yeah. And then like backstab her right. um, and get her caught because he wants again i think his number one goal right now is self-preservation and he knows that she's his ticket to get to the timekeepers to bargain for his life that's how i see it i could be wrong because they haven't exactly explained that clearly which is fine it's meant to be a is he good is he bad kind of situation yeah but i think him going through the door was perfect because it was still a bit of loki like i'm gonna do it my way Right. Regardless of how it is, he's not following everyone's rules. He's doing things his way. Yeah, which I think is kind of a 
cool aspect to go from. Yeah, and I thought it was a great ending to the episode. It left me wanting to see what happened in episode three. Yeah, that that whole scene, though, when the bombs go through the little portals, and then all of a sudden you just see those branches just... Yeah. I, I think it's going to be interesting. Guaranteed one of those is going to hit the red line. It has to. I'd like to see multiple, because then you're having the multiverse somehow maybe be connected to that way, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm excited to see what happens. Me too. Me too. But I think that this episode is great because it showed how Loki could work within the TVA but still do things his own way. And we'll see kind of how it goes from there. If he, I mean, obviously they're not going to kill him off by the end of the season, so something mm -hmm. has to keep him alive. Whether that's now he has to go back and save all the different time variants, or not time variants, the timelines that have been yeah. hitting red lines, or what. I think the TVA and Loki are going to be something going into even season two. However it pans out, my prediction, it's not going to be like Loki Season 2 has nothing to do with the TVA. I think TVA is going to be heavily involved. Oh, definitely. But if any of you uh, have any theories, comments, um, throw them in the comment section. Mm -hmm. Like, subscribe, like, subscribe share, share the information, share the page. Uh, like us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, you can follow us on Anchor, on YouTube. All at Infinity Nerd Pod. But yeah, go ahead, show us, uh, tell us your theories. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. And until then, nerd on. <laughs>